All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. Welcome back to Intrepid Lifestyle. I am your host, Todd Schnick. This has been a conversation that I have been looking forward to for a long, long time, probably 28 years in the making, and you'll understand that better in just a second. I have a pleasure today of chatting with a friend of mine who has just put out a book that I think is worthy of talking about and sharing with my audience, because I think it has some very valuable life lessons in it and a new way of of thinking about how you approach life and all that. And, And she just so happens to be a high school classmate of mine. I think the last time, certainly the last time we saw each other and probably chatted with one another was 28 years ago, which blows my mind. Say hello to my guest. Her name is Meg Nasro. She's an attorney and an author. Meg, welcome to the show. Good morning, Todd. How are you? I'm doing great. It's really cool to catch up with you. I appreciate you making time to join me. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk to you about my book as well and get to back in touch with you for 28 years in the making. It seems like quite some time. <laughs> well, let's not let 28 years pass before the next time we chat. We'll have to be sure we don't we do not do that again. So I look forward to uh, keeping in touch with you long term. But Meg, we're here today to talk about your new book. Uh, it's called The Magical Guide to Bliss, Daily Keys to Unlock Your Dreams, Spirit, and Inner Bliss. want to get into this. But before we do that, take a few quick minutes and just walk us through a bit about you and your background. What what are you out there doing? I am actually a practicing attorney at this point in time, and I also run a very large mentoring program through my office as well. So I get to mentor law students on a constant basis. I just got involved with a group called Shine Miami that we just started a networking event here in Miami to get people involved and connect and make a difference on a larger scale on a local level. And actually, we've also come up with the idea of this Give Love Project with my children as well. So we are able to basically give back to the community in a way that my children can interact and connect with others. So I've got my plate full pretty much at this point, along with the book, which is the most exciting part of the whole story because it's been three and a half years in the making for this. And I'm really excited that it's come out now at this point in time in the year, too. So it's very timely and I'm very excited to share it with the world. Well, it's really cool to hear all the different things that you're involved in. And in fact, later on the show, we're going to talk about the importance of giving back. And certainly you are demonstrating that. And what a great uh, role model to to be for your children. I think that's really, really cool. I'm looking forward to, to diving into that a little bit later in the show. But so let's get to the book. So this the Magical Guide to Bliss. Now, I, I, don't be offended. I ask this question of all my guests who write a book about a, a common subject matter. Uh, and and I, I ask it because I'm not trying to be snarky. I ask it because I want to understand the reason and the inspiration behind putting so much love and passion into, into a project such as this. But if you go to Amazon and you say, hey, find me a book that helps me become happier and, and find satisfaction and, 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 and enjoyment of my life. There are probably tens of thousands of titles that, 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 you, that would be presented. Why did the world need this book? Why did Meg Nasero have to be to devote three and a half years of her life to, to putting this together? 
Well, I mean, for me, it's a very personal journey that brought me to actually write The Magical Guide to Bliss. At this point, about, about, I would say, four and a half years ago, I lost my mother to breast cancer, and it actually was a way in which I wrote my own guide to help me back to a point of bliss after going through the whole grieving process initially. And I don't know if you're familiar with the grieving process. I certainly wasn't until that point in time, and it was rough, and it was difficult, and I felt lost, and... All of a sudden, you know, I just was out there in the world without my greatest inspiration. So I had to find a way to reconnect to what I learned from my mother for so many years and somehow basically get that for me on a daily basis so I could, you know, go on and move through the whole experience of dealing with that type of loss and that incredible loss for many people. And and it's certainly been a way back to my bliss, my, my spirit, my passion, my soul. And, and, and basically the bottom line would be to help others similarly situated make a difference in their lives as well and give them inspiration to not stay in that dark place and move forward toward the light. And that's all about hope, I think. I think that's the bottom line. And, you know, since we're in, like, the Christmas season or the holiday season at this point in time, I think that's what it's all about, like the hope of something possible happening, something miraculous happening. And, and that's why I call it the magical guide, because it's my own magical guide back to a place where I felt a sense of hope in the future for myself, for my children, and for many of my friends and anyone I come in contact with. Yeah, that's great stuff. Well, you know, you and I haven't talked in 28 years, but you and I have been connected in other ways for the last several years. So I, I was certainly aware of, of the inspiration that your mother was to you and, and how that drove this project and other things that you do in your life. And so that's always that, that's always very moving to hear you talk about that and, and, uh, and certainly respect and appreciate how she was the inspiration for this. Uh, and I think that's an important lesson in terms of this idea of, of, of seeking and trying to get bliss back in your life and satisfaction and happiness. I, I, I feel like, Meg, that there's a lot of people out there living a, a life, and they're busy. They have, they have a job to do. They have children to raise. They have other responsibilities and obligations and maybe financial pressures and, and all the typical problems that, that people endure today. I feel like most people say, ah, it's, uh, it's not okay. I mean, I, it's, I should be focused on dealing with these problems as opposed to seeking bliss. And I feel like most people don't give themselves permission to, to pursue uh, and, and achieve bliss in their lives. And, and, it, and it's criminal. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show was, was, was for, for people to hear this and understand that it's okay. In fact, it makes life worth living to take these kinds of steps and, and, to, and, to, and to seek bliss. I mean, am I wrong on that? I mean, I just feel like so many people out there just don't feel they're entitled to it. You know, it's, it's, it's very interesting when you, when you talk to other people because that's been one of the most incredible experiences connecting with others through this whole process because I started off the book actually as a blog and as I connected with many people on this whole, you know, three and a half year journey, I had many people come to me and go, I've never, I've never thought of it that way. I've never seen life through those eyes. I've never thought such a different perspective could take shape when that's, in fact, you know, the whole idea of, um, you know, my life is so difficult, I need to focus on the problems, and, you know, that'll give me the solutions. And, you know, I've one of the greatest things about um, writing this is I've gotten a lot of inspiration from many other authors who've, who've dealt with the whole idea of, you know, bringing into your experience 
what you put out there, the whole way your thought process turns. So I think that the whole shift in perspective and thinking of life a little differently as in, you know, if you believe it, it will happen rather than it will happen when you believe it. So I think that the whole idea of not thinking anyone's entitled to a sense of bliss is criminal, like you said. It's because basically you're robbing the world of the talents that you have to bring forward to the world because of the fact that you're dealing with a heaviness that could be lifted if, in fact, you just shift your perspective just a small bit each day. And that's why I set it up like daily keys, like these certain keys are possibly something, something that you might take with you just to make a small shift in perspective to guide you toward an idea of hope or bliss in that fact. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a process. We live at a, um, not everything all at once, but if you go slow and you take it one step at a time and make small changes on a daily basis, then, then you'll see over time that you're not quite the same person that you were when you started. And that's, I believe, the whole part of the journey that we all take as we, we, we basically walk our path on this earth. So, you know, I think that is certainly something that I have learned myself and you know I'm a I'm a work in progress as well so I take it take it to that level you know this is something I need too I need to take those small shifts in my perspective on a daily basis because we get thrown a lot of things a lot of a lot of things come at us constantly I have small children as well I have a job that I have to go to every day and you know and and a lot of overwhelming responsibility so when you step back and you perhaps take a small shift in, in the way you actually approach life, then bliss is more easily accessible. Because it is our, I believe, our internal right. I think everyone should believe that it's their internal right to be happy on a certain level. And that's what I'm trying to get across with this 12-month journey that I put out. Well, we're all works in progress, as you said. And and the, the biggest lesson I've learned in my life, and, and I had... I had a lot of uh, problems and issues in my life that that forced me to really examine what I was doing, what I was thinking, how I was feeling. And I came to the realization that I was what I was trying to do was get to a destination that for purpose of this conversation, let's say it's bliss. I thought that's a place I have to arrive at. And I came to the realization that, no, the journey can also be a way to achieve bliss too and, right. and taking these small steps and because we're works in progress we're never going to be perfect and, and as you said even the author of right. the guide the magical guide to bliss still <laughs> needs still has progress to make and and that's i think that's important realization to make and say no hey but cons- consistently striving to to improve life and, and, to, and to seek bliss i think is in part a way to achieve bliss yeah I absolutely agree with you. I think waking up in the morning and just taking on the day is yay for you. I I honestly believe that, you know, that might be the biggest thing you do all day, and that might be just enough, just facing your world, because I don't know, you say that you've dealt with many things in your life as well, so perhaps there are some days when you just can't, you just can't get out of bed, and I get that, I get that, like, after my mother passed away, there was days I didn't want to come out of my closet, let alone get out and face the world, but the whole point is that you build day on day of what you can do, figure out what you can do, and then it becomes easier and easier to take those positive intentions into your life, and certainly when you are even stronger than other people will show up and you will be able to help them as service as well so that it becomes a pay it forward kind of approach to life, which is, is a beautiful thing because then you can take your experience and you can help someone else. So I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely think that it is, you know, 
a work in progress. Um, certainly, whatever it is that you can grab onto for that day and move forward, I think that it builds a character. I think it, it sets a leadership path for others to follow as well. And I think that we are perfectly flawed. And I love that statement because perfectly flawed means that you accept yourself where you are, how you are, that day, that time, that's it, and not putting any unreasonable expectations on yourself, which I think that many times we could be our own worst enemy. So, you know, allowing ourselves to be and looking in the mirror and saying, you know, this is who I am and I, and I, and I, I enjoy, I'm going to enjoy what I have to give today. And, and, and certainly the talents that I have to bring to the world or any person for that matter is something that this world needs and go with that. Absolutely. Perfectly flawed is the way to be because nobody wants to hold themselves up to a high standard of excellence and perfection because it's a lot of pressure, and, it's, and it'll probably make you feel worse and feel better and certainly not lead you in the goal to ultimate bliss. Wow. If there's one thing I am, it is perfectly flawed. That is, yes. <laughs> that is for certain. All right. Well, Meg Nasro and I will return after this quick break. We'll be right back. Founded to celebrate the things we prize the most... Sean Minor Wines are delicious, approachable, with expressive flavors, and Sean Minor Wines are a great value for you and your family. With a portfolio that includes Sean Minor Wines, Four Bears Wines, and Point North Wines, you can learn more at SeanMinorWines.com. That's SeanMinorWines.com. All right. I am back with Meg Nasro, author and attorney. She's the author of a new book, The Magical Guide to Bliss. So, Meg, I, I think it's fair to say that another way to look at this book is it's a, it walks you through self-discovery, right? I mean, isn't that, isn't that what this is really all about? Is Absolutely. is And I think that's a scary thing for a lot of people. And, 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 I, and I, I think it's important to say that this is about self-discovery. But I also want to couch that, and this that shouldn't be intimidating. It should be enormously exciting to to go on this journey of self discovery. Talk about that a bit. Oh, well, you know, it's very interesting. The way I set up the book is in a, in twelve chapters, and each chapter has a title to it, and it takes you on the journey of self discovery, starting with the January Carpe Diem sees a day, moving through to the love in February, wisdom in March, transforming your your reality in April, and so on and so forth. So ultimately you get to December, which is absolutely my favorite month of the year anyway, to Magic and Miracles. So at that point in time, if you've, you know, even if you haven't read it through month or day by day, it still brings certain ways to thinking that, you know, you get to know yourself better and what it is that you love and what it is that you want to bring to the world and what it is that you shine with. So basically, it is a self-discovery path. I mean, I think every person has their own path to lead. We don't, we shouldn't compete with anyone but ourselves. That's another one of the famous quotes I've heard, you know. We should be competing basically with who we were yesterday. And keeping that in mind, it becomes very freeing. And and I, being the lighthearted, free soul that I wanted to be all my life, you know, coming back to that place now, you know, as an adult, is even more exciting because, like you said, it's a path to basically learning more about who you are, where you're going, your purpose, your calling, and then starting to pay attention to what's surrounding you because there's many signs that show up on a daily basis, people we meet, places we get to go, opportunities that we get to have that 
will align with that calling that you are closely discovering as you pay attention and not numb out from your life, which is, to me, probably the most important reason that we're all here. Compete with who you were yesterday. I'm stealing that line. That's that's for sure. So, yeah, see, I, I worry about the cynic who says, oh, come on, carpe diem, whatever. That's just something that, that people who need to feel better about themselves say. And this idea of, of seeking this world of, of wonder and miracles, I worry that there are some people that are, that are so dark and they're so, they, they believe that bliss is a myth. Now, there's no real way to achieve that. And, and what do you say to that person? I mean, can they be helped? Is there a way? Because everyone's path is different. That's the whole point of self-discovery is that this is going to, manifest itself differently for every single one of you listening to this. And and, I, and right. that shouldn't be scary. I mean, this book isn't Meg Nostro's five-step guide to happiness. This is in part some of the lessons you learned in dealing with the loss of your mother. But, but the point here is that this is going to be a different journey for everyone taking it. And, and that ought to be exciting. But what do you say to, to the cynic who says, oh, this idea of carpe diem and miracles and wonder, that's, that's just that's just for literature. How do you address the, that kind of a cynic? You know, I, I am an attorney by trade, so I am surrounded <laughs> by many cynics on a daily basis. And the coolest thing about that, and I always say everybody's put into your life for a lesson or for a reason or for, you know, some kind of way to even get something out of that experience. So, so being the attorney, I have a lot of people who are jaded by life because certainly, you know, you deal with cases, people are fighting all the time, it's very litigious. And yes, you bring this and this concept, the magical guide to bliss, and, and they might not be willing to actually hear or want to even be exposed to that and thinking, oh my God, I've seen it all, you know, I don't believe in that. But I say your life, let your life be the greatest example for others to imitate. If they see you happy, if they see you in a place where you're more aligned with what your soul's purpose is, your calling, then people get curious. And I think that I've heard it over and over. Curiosity is the greatest tool other than, for me, gratitude. Because if you get curious as to what makes another person tick and what brings them to an ultimate place where they look like there's pure enjoyment or there's positivity surrounding them or something to that effect, because you see it, then you might be curious as to understanding how it became that way. And like we went back to perfectly flawed, keeping that in mind, people are not perfect beings. You know, we all go through life, we learn our lessons, some of our greatest, you know, experiences in life came from the lessons, the hard learned lessons that we've had. But the bottom line is that your life can be something others will want to imitate when you take it to a higher vibration and experience some kind of magical miracles that people will see as, you know, oh, I don't believe in miracles. But the bottom line is that if you are here on this earth today experiencing life, that's an amazing miracle in and of itself. When you go down to the most simplistic level of our human existence, which is, you know, certainly something that I've read about and learned about over the last three and a half years because a lot of the authors that I've read have dealt with, you know, on on existentialist level or even on a, a surreal experience or, you know, magical realism, that you'll start to look at life a little differently. And if you just change a little bit of your cynicism for a day, not even for a moment, it's like a vacation from that heaviness, that darkness, and you see possibilities, you see hope. I hear it all the time, people coming into to court and they're very heavyweight with what's going on in the world. But as I've been told many times, this is like a pushback to the negativity, to push back to the heaviness. It's a pushback to people saying that 
you know, wonder and, and bliss is not possible. It's saying, yes, it is, and this is why. So your life becomes an example for others to follow. And I think that, in fact, is what we need more from our leaders in this world. Someone to come up and say, this is a possibility. We can get there. There's ways we can do that, and connecting is one of those ways. And I think that through my book, The Magical Guide, it gives you that opportunity to see, you know, other perspective and to actually maybe take that into mind and maybe think outside the box for a moment of, you know, well, I, this is not working for me. It doesn't feel good. I want to feel much better. I want to enjoy my life. I want to have an experience that's fulfilling on a on a more spiritual level, perhaps. And then that might change. You know, one thing, one person, one moment in time can change your life. So that's what I would say to the cynic. I said, yeah, go on your journeys. That's your journey. That's fine. You're not ready yet. But perhaps you might be a little bit more open. You know, that, that key might be unlocking one more opportunity for you to see the world in a different way. And that's what I would say to that. I like it. And, and what I also think is important to stress here is that you don't have to lose your mother to become inspired to take this journey, right? You don't have to survive a, a oh, horrific absolutely. battle with cancer to suddenly say, all right, now it's time for me to figure out how to pursue bliss. One of my favorite lines in, in, in any movie is um, every passing moment is another chance to turn it all around. And I think the key mm-hmm. the key here is that this journey can begin you can just decide to do it right now, right? You don't have to go through some terrible loss to suddenly be positioned to pursue this, right? Absolutely not. And you don't have to go through any loss at all. Whatever moment will wake you up to the life that you want to live. And, you know, it's interesting because I'm a big believer in the impossible. I don't believe anything's impossible. And I certainly think that, you know, on a daily basis, you know, opportunities come into your life for a reason and it's just whether we would decide to respond to the opportunity and no you don't have to have something life-threatening or or you know something that's completely ground or earth-shaking you know at at that point you know that was the impetus behind writing this book for me but the path that I had actually you know started way before my mother even got sick so my curiosity of of a different way of being that the you know, see the world in a different light came about many years before she actually got sick. And it actually helped me through those tough times. So, you know, the challenges come. If you have the tools to face those challenges, then it becomes an easier road to move through. But you don't need that. Uh, you don't need that to build your own legacy. It's what you want to bring to your life and, and certainly you know, that example that you can give to others as well as you do. So so I, I don't think you need a, a, a major wake-up moment like something like that. You It can be anything, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. It can be just deciding today to wake up and say, I'm going to live my life differently today. So that's it. It's that simple. Yep. Uh, you've touched on this through the duration of the conversation, Meg, but you, you did organize the book very strategically. So So walk us through why you designed it this way. Well, you know, I I was blogging for a while, and it was just inspirations that came to me, and I was sharing with the community of um, of uh, other writers. And I, when I went to actually put it all together in in one book, I wanted a way in which I could refer back to the different days and the different months that would basically build on top of each other, build up to each other. So it would be a process, a journey through the year, a guide through the year. So that, as well as having the day 
insights of the day, each day when they came up, then that would refer back to a certain topic as far as the month is concerned. So, and also they're very short. They're, they're less than 300 words each entry. So you could refer back to it. It's quick. It's to the point, And it gives you that maybe that just one boost that you might need to start your day in a different respect. So I think taking that into consideration for a lot of people who are very busy and who don't have a lot of time to read a lot all at once, it's something that's short and you can grab onto a, a quick inspiration and that would move you through and something to think about during your day. So, I mean, we don't stop thinking. We, it's very difficult to sit down and actually focus on any kind of large book to process some thought processes. But at the same time, you know, a short entry would be just maybe what you need to move you through the, the whole book or through the day, actually. Yeah, to all those listening who say, I just don't have time to read these kinds of books, uh, this is organized just for you. I mean, so it is, uh, as Meg says, it's organized one day at a time. And each day ends with a magical key to bliss. And what's that? And the daily keys are just something that you can use to you know, implement during your day. So let's say today you go to the day, December 2nd, and you find the magical key would be to ask, believe, and receive. So, you know, that would be something that you could take with you throughout your day to see what your intentions might be and then see what happens or what unfolds based upon that certain key. And then they build on each other. So I believe, like, life is based on habits. We make good habits. We have bad habits. And these keys are basically designed to help you build good habits to help you live a more fulfilling life. So let's close on this, Meg. Uh, You touched... At the top of the show, some of the activities that you're involved in, this SHINE organization that you mentioned, this Give Love project that you started with your children, <laughs> there's other things that you're involved in as well. That's another way that, that Meg Nasro achieves bliss, right, is giving back to the community. Why is that so important? Another, another favorite quote of mine is this idea, if you're having a bad day, well, then the only thing you can do to solve that is to help someone else, and that, that will suddenly turn your day around, too. Talk about why that's Absolutely. so important. Absolutely, I am. One of the the greatest helps that I've had over the last years was in connection with other people. And, you know, I think that when you isolate yourself and you get into yourself, it it becomes very hopeless sometimes. So when you reach out to others and you connect with them on many different levels and being authentic as well, then it opens up your world to to serving others, which basically is the greatest key to bliss is in service. So like you said, if you are having a bad day, if you open up to someone else and actually reach out to help them as well, it gives you that endorphin kick that will take you to another place. So I I wanted to, with the Give Love Project, I wanted to show my children how it was that they could pass on the love, basically spread love in their own little way. We make little rocks that say give love, and we give them to people, random people, strangers even at that, and say you can keep it for yourself if you need it, or you can pass it on to someone else. So basically they have the rock, and they can actually give it away to someone else. But we make them all together. We we make them with the the intention of, of passing on, spreading love. And, and that is something my kids can see what kind of impact, even as children, they can make on their world at large. So that's certainly a pro- service project. And, and the Shine event was just an opportunity for everyone to get together and network with spirit, insight, and hope. And it was amazing because all these people came together and they basically connected in their, in their sadness and their joy and their hope and their you know, spirit and their bliss. So that was another way of expanding the group out from my own center to others as well, from my own friends, and they were introduced to other people. So that was an opportunity as well to be of service to the world as well. So, you know, each each time we do something, 
in service, it is something that makes you feel like you're a part of it all. And I think when you're a part of it all and connecting to others, it's definitely something that makes you feel actual bliss. It's amazing how much better you feel after you've done something in service to others. It's it's a it's a real high, and it's it's amazing to me, Meg, and sad how many people don't take advantage of that of that wonderful opportunity. So, well, I, we have much more to talk about, Meg. Uh, we have lots to catch up on after twenty eight years, uh, but sadly, we're out of time for today. Before I let you go, how can people contact you should they have questions? Where can they learn more about all these great activities of yours? And most importantly. Where can they get their hands on a copy of The Magical Guide to Bliss? Thank you so much, Todd. I'm on Amazon.com. I, my book is, if you, you basically put insert my name, Agnostro, it'll come up, The Magical Guide to Bliss, and you can buy it on Amazon. I'm in a few bookstores here in Miami. And also, they can contact me on my blog. It's www.megnostro.com. I definitely respond to all my inquiries and all the interactions on there myself. And also on Facebook as well as Twitter and Instagram. So those are certain social media sites that they can contact me through. Meg Nasro, an attorney, the author of The Magical Guide to Bliss, and member of the Trinity Preparatory School Class of 1987, <laughs> along with your host, Meg. It was a, a great privilege to spend some time with you today. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. Thank you so much, Todd. I really appreciate it. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. Uh, you as well. All right. Well, that wraps this conversation. Again, on behalf of my guest, Meg Nasro, your perfectly flawed host, Todd Schnick, we'll see you next time on Intrepid Life. Style. Come, come.